you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The Around the NFL Podcast celebrates good times. Come on. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. What's happening? That might have been my favorite money uh, tag ever. That was awesome. Let's give Dan a little credit. He is on vacation from NFL Media, and you are here with us. Are you, do you even want nah. to be around us on your vacation? No. Short answer. And especially not when I got here <laughs> and you got these, you know, th- three jabronis show up in suit jackets. All of a sudden, it's a suit ja- jacket in the studio move. Nobody tells the old Zeuser. What are you wearing? Why don't you describe it for I'm wearing a lumberjack shirt. You're lucky I'm even wearing a button-up. When I came in from uh, home, I was going to wear a T-shirt. Then I get in here and you pull the rug out from under me in an effort uh, to outhandsome me. I know you guys got a lot of work to do, but this is I don't like this at all. Chris and I were taping NFL Now earlier today, and you know Mark, he's just kind of a, a clothes horse. Very Mark looks like professional. He always. looks like the <laughs> RA from Saved by the Bell, the college. Well, mine is. is a joke. I mean, basically, and if they want to watch the NFL Now video later, oh yeah, we're going to be taping a video. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's why, why, yeah, to, to show me up. But it's I a gray some, on like, gray ensemble, ridiculous low level. What, what do you even call this? Like a dad's golf shirt or something? You're very upset with Zach right now, and you're going to write him up. <laughs> Very, I, I call it free, our you know you know apparel that you got at an NFL event. That pretty much describes with a sports coat on top of it. It's a nice look. Event. So anyway, it was a double cross. I have some information I can trade you. Yes. Uh, in exchange for your forgiveness on this issue. Okay, I'm 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 open. Greg told me on the way to NFL now this morning that he texted his personal hair guy <gasps> to see if he was in. Oh, that's his, he wasn't in. He got Greg. shut down. Oh, Greg. It's grown embarrassing. <laughs> Greg, that was that's both unbecoming of you and embarrassing that the guy Why? was like. Well, well he's, not, he's not at work. He's like, aren't you a blow the liner? You Wait, you have his now. phone number? He, he gave that it was a revelation. He was like, he was like oh, uh, Greg. text if, you know. To see if it could work out, or whatever, if he was at work that day. I don't know. Oh, not, it's not a sneak attack. I told Greg when he gave me that information it was used. I appreciate it, Wes. You're off the hook. Thank well, you. I could care yeah. less. This is one of those <laughs> things. 
you're, it's like making fun of the Patriots for winning too many Super Bowls. It's like thoroughly murky. <laughs> it's a great analogy. It's up there with Revis's analogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes, this is our Thursday show, the Around the NFL podcast, the award-winning Around the NFL podcast. Uh, we got a big show today. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to uh, uh, look at look at the OTAs, look back at the second wave of OTAs that went down this week, and uh, each give one takeaway that we have. And I believe that is what um, uh, what we're going to get into with. Is this why the jackets are on? Is it because of this? Is this going on NFL now? I think we're going to tape actually one of our part of our. Oh, like, like okay. A surprise to people what we tape. I don't know what's happening. I just got here. Um, we are also going to hit up the mailbag, which we haven't done in a while. So we're going to uh, see what you, the listeners, have to say to us, and we will uh, reply. So that will be cool. Uh, but before any of that, we got to check in behind the glass. And TD is not alone, by the way. He's also behind the glass. Sully, of course, the great Sean Sullivan. And behind TD, my brother, Kevin hey! Danger Hansis. Oh, yeah. Let's be honest. Kevin's <laughs> waving right now. Kevin's the only reason Excited. you're in. If you're on a normal Dan's vacation, off right now. you would not be coming in for the show. But you wanted to show your brother. Well, hey, look, uh, it's it's the fancy Hansis. It's it's the star Hansis. Look at what big brother's got going. It's important. It's a, <laughs> that was absurd. Uh, it's important, yeah. To you know, I figured Kevin might want to see it. And it, actually, this is all about Kevin. I said, Kevin, do you want to see the, what the podcast is like? If he would have said no, if he would have said, let's go get drunk somewhere, play frisbee or something like that, I would have said, all right, let's I like go. That those are your two options. <laughs> I know, and you really do have a frisbee with you. Yeah, we're going to play. Not just a line. We're going to throw some frisbee after the show. Do so. you have a forty with you too? Uh, you know, not yet. So maybe maybe we'll talk to Kevin at the end of the show. So we got Kevin there, TD. Uh, you know, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Uh, Kev is having a good time. I don't think he's a huge fan of you, you know, nicknaming your own self, though. Really? Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> the old Zeus. I, di- I didn't, as I took it out of my hands and, and let Lindsay Rhodes decide uh, between Daddy Rich and Old Zeuser. I think she went with Daddy Rich, but she did. Old Zeuser is the one that feels right still. That's yeah, this will be the one nickname ever that no one ever calls you. <laughs> How is it a nickname? I, oh, I get it a no ton on, in social media. Daddy sorry. Rich couldn't be farther off base, so we have to go <laughs> with the daddy. Old the old mouser. You guys all look ridic- yeah, those, ridiculous. Those are the options, really? Uh, oh, 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 what's your nickname, by the way, today? You keep saying Young Kobe, which is absolutely deplorable. Well, that's, <laughs> right, I, didn't, has, I didn't give myself that. Yeah, oh, I'm sure you didn't. Same. And then and then you're trying to push something on us earlier this week. It was like Sporty or Chiefy? something? Chiefy? Chiefy. That's a real-life nickname. That's what my family, whom I'll be going home to see in a couple of days. Well, that's good. I'm happy to hear that. But Old Zeuser is just as real as yeah. Young Chiefy or whatever. No, it's not <laughs> Even more real. Jeez. Let's love see some you, news, Chiefy. I love you, buddy. Listen, I don't want to fight with you like you and Wes did the other day. <laughs> is everything cool there? We're good. Yeah, we uh, we continued that debate. You know, involved uh, D Money, a social media guy, and Dave Damashek yesterday, and uh, just kept it. It's ongoing. All right, that's good. Yeah, dialogue's good. Let's yeah. do some news. It's a major award. Just a reminder again, we got nominated for the Academy of Podcast Awards, and uh, please send in your suggestions because we need to send them a five-minute clip of our show. So yeah. far, I've been getting a lot of Mark Sessler's 50-word uh, description of the Cowboys' defense. A lot of Mark Sessler-inspired segments, actually. I'm not sure that list would no. do well we as don't a five-minute-long segment to yeah. introduce with the show. Plus, we weren't correct, though, either, as funny as it was. We want to probably submit something where we look like we're – 
you know, knowing what we're talking about, right? Yeah, we couldn't really have been farther off base no, when I say we. I also like me. the idea of just uh, let's send in a segment where it's all Mark. Five <laughs> the Mark Sessler show. Another suggestion we keep getting is Chris Wesley's uh, tribute to Reggie Wayne, that which is very heartwarming and uh, it was very inspiring at the time. Well, you'd have to put like the Academy Award music when someone dies behind Completely. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Uh, we'll start with Adrian Peterson, who uh, big news on Wednesday. Mike Zimmer, the Vikings coach, uh, made it very clear where he stood uh, in in terms of Peterson's situation, where he hasn't appeared at uh, any uh, off-season workouts so far. He said, and he said th- to the media, "Listen, Adrian Peterson can either play for us or not play at all." So uh, that was really cutting through some of the rhetoric that was coming through the Peterson camp, through back channels in the media. And Peterson then responds on Thursday. Um, the reason I'm not attending OTAs has nothing to do with wanting to be traded. It's about securing my future with the Vikings. It's business, not personal, and I understand that firsthand. Go Vikings. Uh, Greg, you've always said this is about the money. Is it about the money? I love – well, he just said it's about the money. But love, is it, though? I love the fact that Adrian Peterson released a statement that basically said Wes has been wrong oh. for, the, for the last four shows. It was almost a direct attack on Charles Robinson of Yahoo and Wes. Well, I think that... <laughs> he said, a, I don't want to be traded. It's about the money. It's a slight oversimplification. It's more about the fact that he has no leverage. Um, but I, I would like to point out that you and uh, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport have read this situation correctly all along, and Yahoo and Bleacher Report basically got used by Peterson's camp. Well, hold on, but Wes... I don't think Wes is wrong to point out that... Peterson is unhappy with the Vikings, and if he yeah. could be somewhere else, he would be somewhere else. But he has—he's out of moves. And then he went on this Twitter rant today, well, that, where that, he unleashed on the on his contract situation. So basically. he went on an epic Twitter rant. Mark wrote up the piece for around the NFL just before we came up here, and it said, "I love people who think they know it all." Shaking my head, SMH, as the kids say. Research how many NFL teams hasn't honored a player's contract and learned something. Question for the people. Is a contract two-sided or one? Okay, great. Two-sided. It basically goes on and on. And he says, you know, teams don't honor their contracts. They cut you if they're not any good. And he made it clear he just wants a little more. Nothing Adrian Peterson tweeted today was untrue, yet it, it somehow ended up especially controversial to Mama Boy Suburbia beat writers. Whoa. Well, and our Twitter followers, because we retweeted Peterson, and I got the sen- we got to see what Peterson is getting in his mentions from people responding, and it was some pretty dark stuff. Yeah. People have not forgiven Adrian Peterson for uh, what he did to his son, which got him uh, in the news and taken off the field last year. It feels to me like a bit of a weird time for him to having – to have this, I know, understand he's age 30, so this he could see this timing wise is his last chance to get a big deal. But the timing to me is a little weird for this to be the time where he's going to say, I'm holding out. Again, he has not played football in a year, essentially, a year and a half besides one game. I mean, wouldn't you think he would take his 13 million he's making this year or whatever, have a lights out year, and then use that for leverage? It just seems weird that he, now he's going to get into this big contract showdown. The timing is off to me. Well, I mean, I think I think the point is that that Ian made especially was that it's this year's one thing. It's about wanting guaranteed money after this year, and he's fighting for it. And I think he feels disrespected from the Vikings Th- all along. And he, and now they're actually having practices. I think that's why he's speaking because he's not at something he could be at. This is what I thought of when I I saw the Mike Zimmer quote. It felt very Marcellus Wallace to me. Pride only hurts. <laughs> 
it never helps. You fight through that. That's how I felt. That's how I took it. It was basically saying, I know, you know, what's happening sucks for you right now, but come play. It's time to play. But Peterson's not going to go down without a fight, it seems like. And what Wes said about the message making sense, and he's right. He He's complaining that it's crazy how one-sided the power is in terms of these contracts. I never mind a player, like, going after teams. These teams would sell their soul to get 1% better. These are the same teams that are hiring, you know, Greg Hardy right after everything. So if the player wants to do the same thing and go after the team, that's fine. Just the timing of it is is tough. For Peterson, but his leverage is that he's the best player on the team by far, and he knows it, and the Vikings know it, and they desperately want to win and go into the new stadium winning. It still wouldn't totally stun me if he got a little extra money next year. I realize he's not a very sympathetic figure to most people. He is to me. I never liked the way the situation was handled last year. He was he was punished. He sat. He was punished by the law too, and he served that. He sat, and then they sat again because of public pressure and sponsorships. And to me, that I get why he's upset about that. I don't like when people make decisions not based on what they believe is right, but based on which, which way the wind's blowing, and that's what has Peterson miffed, and I, I get that. I, I think that that's a fair point on, on his end. Moving on to Denver, where some very bad news out of uh, OTAs for the Broncos. Ryan Clady, their Pro Bowl left tackle, in danger of missing the entire 2015 season after suffering a torn ACL in Wednesday's practice. Uh, the team uh, website later uh, confirmed uh, Ian Rappaport's report, so he's likely out the entire season. This is the same Ryan Clady that missed most of the 2013 season uh, with an injury, and their offense did fine. Wes, is this a type of injury that is really going to hurt the Broncos, or will they recover like they did the last time? That's a very good question. I think it's fair to point out that they were a record-breaking offense in 2013, as long as you also point out that this could be a much different situation because they have they could have four new starters this year. And offensive lines is all about continuity and familiarity with each other and all of and the quarterback and the coaches. So I don't think we can just extrapolate the 2013 success and say they'll be fine without Clady. I think it hurts. Well, well and on top of it, we're looking at a left tackle spot that we we assumed initially that Chris Clark would move into the left tackle spot. He played there for a bit in 2013. But the way the Broncos spoke today was that that competition might be open with a rookie number one and a bunch of other guys that wouldn't be starting otherwise. That I mean, if you're Peyton Manning, you can still retire. <laughs> Greg, um, Mark, holding out hope. They, they have a second-round pick, Ty Sambrio. So it's a guy that they drafted for this system. It doesn't seem like that bad of an option. I mean, second-round pick that shows they think pre- pretty highly of him. They also have a third-round pick from last year, Michael Schofield. We've seen number one overall picks come in and struggle at left tackle in that, the NFL. That's true, too. But what I'm saying is they have some players with some pedigree at that spot, and they're changing their systems entirely. So, And Ryan Clady, you're not losing the Ryan Clady from 2012 or even earlier in his career when he was a two-time All-Pro by the time he's 25. You're losing a guy who last year was probably pretty average and is learning a new system, and Kubiak wants different sorts of players. So I guess, I mean, if there's a silver lining, it's good for them. They have some players there, and it happened in the middle of the summer, so they can go get ready. It is funny that the immediate Twitter reaction was like, devastating loss for the Broncos, and absolute all-pro. And like he, he has been that guy, but if you look at what he did last year, he wasn't last year that guy. They they paid him uh, they gave him a fifty million dollar contract in two thousand thirteen, 
And so that has not worked out well. He's also had a torn patella tendon back in 2010, I believe, in the off season. So he's had a lot of injuries. Probably not going to be on their team. It's next. like trying to get Dan into the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> How about both Manning uh, brothers losing their left tackles this month? Yeah. Ouchers. Oh. How about that, Mark? Yeah, it's a like suit jacket. That's what they pay Hansis. I like this look is starting to Kevin Danger, you want to know why they pay Hansis the big bucks? He's not even paying attention. He's looking at his Twitter account. That's (laughs) why, because Hansis brought it all together. Your brother, be happy. He mentioned Eli and Peyton both. Danger listening to his first around the NFL podcast right now. (laughs) Really? I don't know. Last time I saw Kevin Danger, he was in a leopard skin coat at the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yes. You know, at the Bud Light party. This guy knows how to get it. uh, It should be noted that he pulled it off, too. He did. He did. The man has style. He was accosted by a, a flamboyant um, uh, boutique shop uh, employee outside a cafe we were at yesterday. <laughs> I'm not surprised yeah. at all. So that's Kevin not Danger in a nutshell. Follow him on Twitter, at Kevin Hansis, by the way. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> He's paying me $10 for that. All right, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Chip Kelly, when he speaks, the Around the NFL crew takes note. I know this because in my research before today's show, which I did plenty of, believe you me, three posts on Chip Kelly's press conference uh, at Eagles headquarters at OTAs, and he hit several topics that are worth addressing. Let's start with LaShawn McCoy, uh, who created a stir earlier this month when he said that Kelly got rid of the Eagles' quote-unquote good black players. When Kelly was asked about this, you can imagine he would have a response. Here it was. Yeah, I've, I've got great respect for LaShawn. Um, however, in that situation, I think he's wrong. You know, I, we put a lot of time in, in looking at the characters and factors that go into selection and retention of players, and color's never been one of them. So, As a follow-up, someone asked, this is the third time someone has made this type of comment about Kelly. Do you worry about the perception? You start chasing perception, and you've got a long life ahead of you, son. But that's what it's all about. If you're worried about Stupid. some other's perception of what's going on with you, then... You can control one thing. You can control yourself. And I know how we run this organization. It's not run that way. I'm I'm a little, like, uh, uh, torn right now because I actually like Chip Kelly. Well, <laughs> you know, he's the genius and he's annoying, but I like how he handles the reporters. It's kind of fun listening to him answer questions. He's like not a robot. No, and right. I, I like him, too. And actually, the other thing that we should point out is that he went out of his way to say that he called LaShawn McCoy twice. Right. And deal with this issue. And, and his agent. And his agent. And yeah. that Shady did not call him back. And in, in, the, in the numbers... Don't support what McCoy said to begin with. Sure. They, well, I, would, I will never take anything LaShawn Le- McCoy says seriously again. It has not been a good Well, and he had a history of that long before this right. this moment. But but listen, I, just again, if you can you can attack Kelly all you want. He went out of his way to solve the issue and take it on. And McCoy doesn't even call him back? Yeah, that's a bad job by McCoy. That if it, bad if luck. it mattered at all to him, that if he believed it at all, he would talk to you the know, guy. But you know, really it was just something to say. You know what? It's especially a bad look is that most NFL locker rooms are predominantly black. So when you throw out a comment like that, which is a real heat seeker at a coach, and then you don't have like the the respect to, to pick up the phone and answer to that charge, to me, not a good offseason for LaShawn McCoy. DeMarco Murray, who is a black star, offensive player of the year, and got paid by the Eagles, was quick to point out today, hey, look around, there's a lot of us here. <laughs> hmm. McCoy, I would. Uh, he did have a bad offseason going to – Buffalo, but he did get that monster raise in that apology contract. Well, he's part of a group of Eagles players that probably they have their own little 
group where they say we got Kelly came in and rebooted the machine and we all got jumped out of there, you know, Deshaun Jackson and the rest, but it has nothing to do with color. In other uh, Chip Kelly news, uh, of course, Tim Tebow was a topic of, of discussion. Uh, people wondering if maybe Chip will use his genius tools and change his position somehow, but Kelly shot that down. He's a quarterback. Uh, that's how we're looking at Timmy. Interesting. Uh, we're not looking him at him for at any other position. And then uh, Kelly then kind of bought in a little bit on that talk with the, the Tom House working out and Tebow learning how to throw a football. You guys will see him today. Watch him throw. I think he's improved. He spent a lot of time in the last few years in terms of working on his game. So Kelly is putting up the front that Tebow is an improved passer. I feel like we've heard this before. We've heard it every Didn't we hear the Tom House refined motion story <laughs> the last time his career petered out? Ooh, it's a trope. It is a trope. Oh, we heard that it was trope. improving in Denver right. only after the rookie season when he didn't play at all. And then even after he played well, they said it was – yeah, so we've heard it before. Now, with that said, I do think he has a better chance to make the team than I initially did when he signed – not just because they moved J.J. Kinney to wide receiver. That doesn't really matter. But it wouldn't totally shock me if Kelly just wants to prove people wrong, put him on the roster as a third quarterback, and, and legitimately give him a chance. Well, and Matt Barkley hasn't shown enough to make that an impossibility. And one thing that they, I, I think he shot down entirely, which was you know, worth listening to, he basically said that with the extra point, oh, we're going to use Tebow as a two-point specialist, <laughs> that whole business. Kelly went out of his way to say that the rule change – is utter nonsense. That from where the kick's been moved, that over the last two years they've made 96% of them, and that the league did nothing to Incent increase the impetus right, to, to a two-point conversion. So it's not a new role for Tim Tebow. Once again, Chip Kelly and Dan Handis agreeing with Maybe him. that's why I'm starting to warm up to him because that was my off-season narrative I didn't trust. They took a half measure. They didn't make the two-pointer easier. So these coaches are going to send out the kicker for a 32-yarder. Maybe it is you who has the – the genius inside. It's not <laughs> just Chip. Here's, we're, we've seen Chip Kelly has his reputation as some eccentric guy and a genius. I think what we're seeing, he just has common sense. Well, and the whole two-point conversion that they would sign Tebow just for that reason was always ridiculous. There were suggestions when we did a post, you know, which players are going to be good at the two-point conversion. Top five players. Oh, you got to put Tebow in there. Well, well of course you got to put Tebow. Tebow on that list. I, of course, you would. The list was silly to begin with. Well, the list was <laughs> silly, but then saying no, you really wouldn't want Tebow as one of your top. A third would, string player, right? You would, wouldn't you want Tom Brady? I know he doesn't run, but he's like great at football. And Tim, Tim Tebow, one of the best short yardage runners in the game. Oh, Tom, Tom Brady. Um, by the way, young shifty behind the glass. <laughs> Multiple the genius drop uh, opportunities lost there. Oh. All end of genius job opportunities, but however we have and some, some flowers drops missed. I was getting some tweets last. We week. have some technical issues, so I have our drops are on separate boards now, so I can't like just. You're already thinking about that trip home right now, aren't the you? The Chiefs. I am speak. that. I am obviously, <laughs> but no, we have technical issues. I knew. I saw uh, your email. Genius sound drop. Young Robert Parrish over there. Got it. Young Shifty. Uh, he did not, not like that one. No, that's uh, not the name. Kevin Danger behind the glass. TD hates me. Well, if you could it's feel not that, hate. Yeah. Say. Hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> another opportunity for a drop. You <laughs> can't do it. it. All right, uh, moving. On. Finally, Chip Kelly said that Sam Bradford is on schedule with his rehab, but this is not something we're going to rush him on the field. They said he's on schedule. There's three phases. They're moving him forward, but we didn't see him do much in OTAs this week. Uh, this, to me, Mark, makes a lot of sense after blowing out your ACL twice. To me, put him on the pup list if you have to. Just make sure when he gets back. 
that knee doesn't go out again, right? Yeah, it's another topic that Kelly showed zero panic on. He said all along, you know, there's plenty of time, and I don't think it's an issue unless he's mini- missing, you know, a large chunk of training camp, which doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. This is the first day where I've thought that there's a significant chance Bradford will not be under center in week one. Wow. He's walking with a pronounced limp, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, and Chip Kelly confirmed Mark Sanchez's statement from a few weeks ago that this is an open competition at quarterback. And mm. Bradford, the most telling thing that came out from anyone in Philadelphia today was he spoke openly that this recovery is taking a lot longer than his first recovery. And he said that's to be expected. That's what the doctors have told me, that the second recovery is harder. And it just makes you – well, it reminds you that, oh, yeah, this isn't going to be easy. You just tore your ACL t- two times in two years. There's no guarantee of anything. I mean, what's the short list of NFL quarterbacks that have come back from back-to-back ACL tears on the same knee? Zero. So I don't, that's one reason when there's all this Bradford hype that just plug him into Chip's offense and he's a comeback player of the year and he's going to tear up the NFC. Well, wait a minute, but no quarterback's done this at all. So let's slow our, slow our roll a bit on this. Sizzler drops down. No, I'm just – that you want well, something no one's I get ever tired had, of. No one's ever had the chance. I mean, no one – Well, there's plenty happened. of people saying, oh, Bradford, you know. This I'm one of them. I still think he'll have a good – he'll plug into that. But time. part of it is like the first step, and they're real, and this is what the Eagles are saying. The first step is even Kelly said, don't even look beyond if he throws at seven right. on sevens last week. We'll stop all the hype about what he's going to do. Thomas Davis is probably – and, and guys like him, yeah. probably the best example, the guys who've had it happen to them three times and have returned to play, but we haven't ever seen it at quarterback. Moving on to North Texas, where obviously the running back situation in Dallas is a major subplot as we approach the new season. Joseph Randall, who uh, had some real success in, in uh, part-time work last year, had some interesting things to say about uh, DeMarco Murray and what they were able to do last year. Here's the quote, Murray had a good year last year, and I got to sit back and watch a lot. Uh, he said Wednesday via the Dallas Morning News. And I felt like there was a lot of meat left on the bone. Wes, a lot of meat. Do you agree with that? <laughs> I don't even know what he means. 1,800 yards. I don't know what he means. Murray, offensive player of the year, 1,800 yards rushing, you know, 15 touchdowns, 10, 15 touchdowns. I don't think he understood his own uh, what it, metaphor or whatever he was using. I think he just meant there's opportunity here behind that offense. I think line. he meant he left uh, he left some yards on the table. I thought that's late, what it meant too. In the year. You know what I thought it meant, and this is something I think Wes and and Mark both were hitting on last year that he went down the end stretch. He was a little worn down and maybe left some yards on the field. And Randall saw that as I should have been getting more touches down the stretch. He should have. Let me in. Well, that's not a terrible point to make. Joseph no. Randall. It was really good last year. That's I went back to watch him for for now segment we did, and he is known as a slight guy. First of all, he's two hundred and ten pounds or two hundred four, two hundred and ten pounds. Uh oh, scientists warring overweight. Six but pound. Difference. He didn't run like a skinny running back. I would say one of he his didn't best run strengths, like a tackle breaking power. He runner broke either. a ton of tackles and made a ton of yards Uh-oh. after contact. I would say that was one of his best traits. Context is important Uh-oh. here. How many of those Mark. yards were in garbage time after Yikes. Demarco? Almost, Murray had... almost none. His hold on, I have stats Uh-oh. here. He has three garbage time ru- garbage time runs that, without those three runs, he's down to four and a half yards per carry. Why, go watch. I I promise you, you will you will like what you see. I I quote these stats because I took notes of Joseph Randall, and my exact interpretation of his skill set was this guy's a change of pace back. He's only running for these Uh-oh. yards because Murray has softened them up. Murray has 
300 carries against base defenses last year, which is more than any other running back except one had in all downs. My favorite oh, Randall Lord. runs all, all year. It was mostly in the first half of the season, the first and second quarter. They were five-yard gains on third and three where he broke a lot of tackles. He had a lot of juice, made a lot of people A lot miss. of, yeah. A lot Mark. of lateral agility. I, I think he's a lot more talented than Darren McFadden, who's a stiff. This, this doesn't. Feel this right. is like 11 p.m. at a party where two people are just going at each other. Bombed out of their minds. Call I like that. I mean, Greg <laughs> took a shot at me on NFL Now this morning, and then this guy Pat Thorman at Pat Thorman on Twitter uh, just basically took Thor. all of Greg's arguments and swatted them all down. If you go watch the Colts game too, a lot of his best runs like were two, three-yard runs where they hit him in the backfield. He gets away very explosive. I have no idea. Well, one thing. All right, Jonas Gray would like to like to have you watch his game against the Colts too. Bringing it back to his comments though. Right. Stupid. I don't care right. what you saw on tape. The bottom line is DeMarco Murray had more yeah. yards after contact. No meat on that bone. Back in the league. It's so totally stupid. Joseph Randall. Keep your mouth closed. Nothing about what Joseph Randall has done in the NFL indicates that he's an especially intelligent human being. I mean, oh. he, was, he got arrested That's for shoplifting face. perfume. He said it, though. DeMarco <laughs> Murray is the guy who's – Tiring defenses down, right? And then you bring Randall in, and that's uh, I. I think Randall will probably have a nice season this year. But he'll have to. The most, Greg, but come on. Joe Randall has uh, four career double-digit carry games. Do you want to guess his yards per carry average in those four games? It, 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 I don't think you want to guess, Greg. I don't care. You <laughs> two point six. You always say watch the tape. If you go watch it, I watched watch, him all. All right, all right, all right. Notes. We we can't move on though. He's before, a role player. Before talking about Demarco Murray's unfortunate response to Joseph Randall, he was trying to take the high road here. <laughs> no, but he, no. he said that he that he hopes Joseph Randall can taste some of that meat this year. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. He doesn't mean meat. Um, hey, by the way, that Pat Thorman guy, mm -hmm. if his friends don't call him Thor, bad friends. Time to get new friends. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Wes is so fired up about this. That He hasn't been this fired up since I... someone challenged him that RG3 might not be that good. Oh, year. wow. Now that's wow. just the underhanded cheat Wow, shot. that was, you know, the There's a lot riding. Shocking that I've been wrong once when I make a 100 pieces of analysis this is every bad. month. There's a lot riding on uh, the backfield in Dallas in this room. Oh, that's true. Wes is big on McFadden. Greg believes that the next Barry Sanders is in there and Joseph Randall. Uh, yeah, that's about that. what he was saying on NFL Now this morning. And Sizzler and I just get to sit back and enjoy it Actually, all. Actually, McFadden hasn't had more than 3.4 yards of carry since 2011, so let's see if he can do it this year. Well, he'll we be actually, behind a good offensive line for the well, first time. We already do have something on the line here for the people keeping track of sandwiches out there. We actually are putting two – I'm putting a breakfast burrito up. Wait, what? what? That was what Connor wanted. It was him who suggested uh, He loves those. Bre he wants a breakfast burrito, <laughs> McFadden versus Randall, yards from scrimmage. I took that, and then Wes jumped in. So The breakfast – No, no, no. Connor jumped in. Can we work this off, off wait, air? Wait. When Connor, we got to move on. Oh, well, I'll say when Connor yeah. came to L.A., of all the things that a man from the East could yeah. find in Los Angeles, nothing excited him more than possibly eating a breakfast burrito from the huddle. And it's very good. <laughs> the breakfast burrito it from is, the huddle is but I mean, we're talking all really? of Los yeah, Angeles. Exactly. Right. Danger hands is we'll, there's more in L.A. Right. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk more about the huddle a little later in the show. Uh, <laughs> moving on, the 10th season of Hard Knocks is, is uh, coming up, and then we'll focus on Mark. Uh, an NFL team in Houston. Correct. Yes, the Texans <laughs> will be the team uh, of the uh, groundbreaking documentary series. A big moment for the old Zeuser, by the way, Greg, was in their press release announcing Hard Knocks HBO used one of my quotes. Really? NFL.com content. Well, it really? Not since uh, the people of Draft Day used Mark's. <laughs> 
glowing reviews. <laughs> that didn't go so well. Uh, of his film. It was glowing, too. You said it was the greatest football show in history, which is true. I have I had screen yeah. grabs of several of the banner ads that were plastered all over the front page. It was Mark Sessler, Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, wait. I think Greg is talking about the quote that you. I was. They you didn't made. give you. They didn't. I thought you'd be upset that they didn't mention your name. They just said NFL. No, I'm selfless. Well, that's a famously. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the Texans are the team to focus on. I wish you weren't a liar. Uh, I, yeah, now the drops are back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so we will be writing our reviews, our episode recaps again in August. And you know, I did one one post uh, that I wrote is some things to look forward to in the season. JJ um, Watt up close is going to be great. Uh, Arian Foster, Foster, he of the uh, mm. lovably ponderous Twitter feed. Uh, we get to see him up close. You're not a fan of that Twitter feed. I'm a fan no, of it, I although I'm a little – I went to check it out when I was writing the piece, and it turns out that he's stopped writing about science and world peace and is now like a big New York Rangers fan, and that – I don't know. Maybe he's he's lost the towel. Like he's like, wait. So only if you could be as, as spiritual as I am would you know the world. <laughs> Thank you, Arian Foster. It's well, you guys are one and like the same though. You and you and Arian. Well, Foster. that's true. Well, Mark no, doesn't advertise true. it like yeah. That. Say that to it, people. You know, Mark's on not ponderous though. Well, he doesn't have the audience that Aaron has. I don't think but Mark that's not would the change rock. if he had an audience that. Mark's Arian Foster is like a 23-year-old telling the world that he's mastered spirituality. It's like, how about you sit down and just so make a few get mistakes first. D- Dan, I mean, I find this is an interesting show for you. Chip Kelly and you agree on a lot. Arian yeah. Foster and you are both Rangers fan. You're kind of a bu- bandwagon Rangers fan. Cue too. the Brady Bunch "Time to Change" song. Arian, Arian Foster <laughs> and myself are in a like a battle to find out who's the biggest bandwagon Rangers fan. <laughs> is it possible that we become tired of J.J. Watt? Because I I'm at the brink where there's a lot of J.J. Watt stuff Turn out there. I've noticed that you're at the brink of getting tired with just about everybody. <laughs> well, but J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt could be over. Wait a second. Watt show. is awesome. Come I on. think yeah. so, too. He's one, he's one of the better guys, but this show has the potential to do that. I'm not going to be tired of him. I do think Bill O'Brien could come off more uh, likable if you like a sarcastic. He's that sarcastic guy from Boston who's going to, you know, cut everyone down a little bit. I think he could have be a little more personality. You know what? You you never want to follow Bill Parcells. You want to follow Ray Hanley. And that <laughs> and that's what Bill O'Brien is doing by following Mike Smith. So it's kind of hard to do worse than the the Tavis wearing Mike Smith last year who I don't know. I felt like that contributed to getting fired. He was so uh milk toast on that show. So Tavis, Tevas? I don't know what they are. I don't I, they, Greg and uh Mark Istook were discussing this on NFL now. I have no idea what that is. What's a Tiva? They're sandals. They're like man. They're like dad sandals oh. from the nineties. Yeah. Oh, people still wear those. Well, Mike Smith does. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, and that's what's happening. Right, just real quick though, couple yeah. takes on that. Because only thirty minutes on news today. Yeah, just thirty yeah. minutes. So back in the day, I used to watch Hard Knocks with films producers. So, yeah. and uh, one thing I want to point out that J.J. Watt last year on the on the. Uh, Falcons hard knocks. That was probably the best sequence, right? That little two-minute sequence. Yeah, when he tortured Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews. Yeah, exactly. That I means I felt bad. The sound effects was great when they did the set. Yeah. When they had Shot him wired during the year. Oh, do we have that Watt sound effect? Not. No, we don't have that one. Oh. That's another one. Okay. But other than that, look at Dan. Always trying to. Well, I'm sorry that I'm asking for certain production elements. I have. We a, have a, a great spoiler, Watt. Spoiler: TD does not win podcast MVP. <laughs> <laughs> All I know I got is this one. There we that's, go. That's the one. You got problems. That's, that's all I know. That's what I was asking for. Oh, I thought you asked for hard knocks, JJ White sound effect. No. Whoa, what am I, a monster? Well, 
<laughs> and then lastly, Aaron Foster, probably one of the most funnier guys in the league. I did a oh, piece please. with him in Pro Bowl, and he was cracking everyone up. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to it. And I will not be on paternity leave this year, as far as I know. So I will be writing all the recaps. I look forward to it. Uh, all right. So that's what's happening in the news. Let's move on. We'll talk real quick. Let's get let's get through this. Let's talk about this and then get to the mailbag. I'm just being honest. Let's keep it real. <laughs> Takeaways from OTAs. Ooh, it rhymes. Uh, so this week of OTAs, things that jumped out at you. Uh, we'll start with you, Mark Sessler. Uh, from all 32 teams, what really jumped out? Well, this is bad timing because I picked an Eagles topic, and I feel like we just did an entire <laughs> Eagles podcast, so I'm going to keep it quick. But one other item from that, from that uh, presser today, you know, they challenged him. You made all these moves. Everyone's on you. Honestly, looking at the team you have, is it any better than the team you had last year? And he said, listen, it is 1,000% better. <laughs> and then he just ended it. It's like I kind of think with Chip Kelly, and we mentioned it earlier, that, yes, he is extremely um, – he dismissive of people that cover the team to a point where he's not really respecting other human beings, and that's fine. But at the same time, he, I'm kind of warming up to him because he's kind of going all in. It's like this is going to work or it's not, and if it doesn't, it could fail miserably. And Kelly's got enough confidence, and he's not wavered from this just to say, I'm riding it out. We're going to do it my way, and it's not anyone else's way. It's not Howie Roseman's way. It is me. It works or it doesn't. And Howie Roseman like is in the basement now. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't lack for confidence. That's what I like about him. I, it's like, let's see what happens. It makes them interesting. It makes like me want to find you're out. you're warming up to him. You were ready to put him in the Hall of Fame two years ago. And I'm with you. I'm a huge Chip Kelly fan. Well, from a football side, yes. From a, how he's so dismissive to other people, right. I kind of I'm not. I don't find that entertaining like yeah. some do. That one, the press conference from a couple of months ago, it, he was a little bit rough, but I when, enjoyed this one better. When someone paves his own way in a field and is that outwardly confident, usually there's a reason why they're confident. Mm. I I West, have total confidence in Chip Kelly. Wes sees some similarities between his own career and Chip Kelly's. I don't think I've ever been a paver. <laughs> I'm not a trailblazer. He's in the trail. I don't know. You walked the pavement as a I, mailman. I did, yeah. Once upon a time. The All right. old paver. You the told, old you told the story. Paver. You had a, told a story today while we were getting makeup for NFL oh, Now that yeah. just had everyone entranced about a woman taking a brick to the head <laughs> on your first day. In oh, the no. Jacob Price housing projects of Covington, Kentucky. It was uh, a tough first day. It was a tough first day. Dan's looking at the clock and his face is melting. No, did she Did she survive? The, well, it the was, brick shot? I, I think I lost my innocence that day because... It was a drug deal oh, no. gone wrong. She was in, oh, like, no. her late 40s or early 50s. Clearly, you know, had seen better days, and her son ran away when the incident happened. Her son was probably in his early 20s, and he didn't even stick up for I mean, it was just like, yeah, all right, this is the way life is in this neighborhood. I got to get out of here. Happy Mother's Day. Sounds like a CIA operation. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I hope she's okay today. Um, all right, your turn, Wes. Your OTA takeaway. <laughs> was that not his takeaway? I thought that was his OTA takeaway. Well, Brick shots? You know, I think after the draft, the one first-round pick that I saw panned the most was Philip Dorsett to the Colts, that he wasn't a first-round talent. And everything we've seen out of Colts practices, that he's blowing the doors off the place, that he's basically a more explosive version of T.Y. Hilton. And for as talented as we believe Dante Moncrief is, Dor- Dorsett might pass him as a rookie. I mean, this guy's going to contribute right away. I think it was a great pick. Their fourth-round safety, uh, Clayton Gathers, I believe is his name, is already playing like their dime linebacker role that Dayon Buchanan played for the Cardinals last year. Their third-round defensive end, Henry Anderson, was called by multiple pro football focus analysts as the steal of the draft. 
So they've got a pretty interesting first few draft picks here. Mm, you're already putting Dorsett past Moncrief. I I think he has that kind of difference making speed that will make they'll they'll find a way to use him. It's funny because it was Colts teammates number one that didn't like that pick. Well, I think T. Y. Hilton was a little thrown off by it because he thought he might not get a contract extension, but immediately Andrew Luck said this guy's the real deal and he's going to be a. I think he used the word this guy's going to be a stud. Um, one takeaway I had. Uh, is comes out of Jets camp where we learned that Brandon Marshall and Geno Smith have been living together in New Jersey for the past month. Uh, Brandon Marshall, of course, came over in a trade, is on his fourth team, has had issues in every clubhouse he's been in. And I started to think, oh, this might not be good to pair him with Geno. But then I thought about it. It always starts great with Brandon Marshall with a new team. Oh, Everybody yeah. loves him. There's a honeymoon period. And people say he's, you know, uh, changes the temperature of a room in a good way. And We've said that. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, again, yet another stroke of genius by Big Mac. Mike McCagney. <laughs> Macalicious. Get Brandon Marshall in before it turns sour. Make G- Geno Smith, like Greg has been saying, for months, an all-pro. I've not said <laughs> well, it's going to be an all-pro, though I do like Geno. You're right. Uh, Brandon Marshall is the modern T.O., who always had a honeymoon season or two, but usually about a season and a half before it went sour. That's I a, like that. It's weird that they live together. It's like I think it's good. It's not permanently. I think it was just he lo- was looking for a place. It was like a month or two. It wasn't going to be. I know. They're not getting a condo together. Yeah, but you learn to, to like, probably someone's like, you do the laundry today. I'll handle this sink load of dirty dishes. Why are they still dirty? It's 4 p.m. You know, who, where are we parking the car? There's multiple cars. Do you cars. think Ryan Fitzpatrick Who's... sees this and is like, what the hell, man? He's got like five kids and a wife, so I don't know. Uh, Greg, your takeaway. Mine's real quick. I just noticed uh, a report saying how Brandon Coleman and Shantavius Jones, not big names in New Orleans, running a lot with the ones, and it's just something I'm going to keep an eye on this year because it's taken the Saints forever to start getting some young people into that lineup. It's been the same forever, and these are players – we don't know at all, but they're going to be with the first team, and that's a fun offense to watch. So those are just maybe Josh Hill too. Two names to watch. I mean, Coleman is six six two thirty, something like that. That's a big. That's a big guy. Bigger than Colston. That's a big guy. Uh, TD, did you have a take here? I just saw an IM from you. Did I miss this? No, this is this is an old hard knocks take. Oh well, back. I would love to hear it since it's here. Oh no, it already did it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. I am talking with uh, Kev back here about uh, if he wants to produce the show a little bit. You know. <laughs> Danger. I am going to be away for three weeks. So. That's true. Mm. Yeah. What do you got planned, by the way? Kevin's uh, shirt does say "Working Class Hero" on it, so you can tell him when I see it. Um, I am going for my sister's wedding. Uh, Ooh. Nigeria, Rome, and London. Wow. Old stumping ground. World traveler. You're. How, where is she getting married? Nigeria and Rome. Really? Yeah. Is her Wait, husband? Two, is, she a prince, is she like a princess of Nigeria? <laughs> that, like a oh, double destination wedding? It's well, no. We're we're Nigerian, and her husband is too. Yeah. And okay. uh, so the cultural wedding is going to be in Lagos, which is where I grew up till I was about seventeen-ish. Mm. And then uh, the white wedding dress wedding is going to be in Rome, like four days afterwards. I'm upset with a cousin of mine that's getting married in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> I can't imagine what's going on with your family. Shortstop? Oh, it's like they have to use their life savings to get to these weddings. And it's, you know, got to do it, though. <laughs> All right. For the fam. <laughs> and it, are you thinking about your own life now that your sister's getting married? Uh, my life is uh, right where I want it for the most part. <laughs> All right. Good yeah. for you. Thank you. He's got a girl, you know, TD. Glad that's true for one of us. LDR, long-distance relationship. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I knew about that in the past. So I didn't realize that was still true. Good for you. Is that still going on? Yeah. Oh, good. 
Wonderful. Very attractive woman. <laughs> um, all right. So before we get out of here, let's talk a little mailbag. We asked her questions. You gave us um, questions, which is good. That's how it's supposed to work. Um, so let's get going. Uh, we'll start here with Parasaurolophus. Okay. At Lophus 89, can the Seahawks challenge the Bills' record of four straight Super Bowls? It's, ama- it's amazing to imagine that, that the Bills did that. Seahawks are halfway there already. Absolutely. They can. Why not? I think it's them and the Packers clearly ahead of everyone else in the NFC right now. It's hard to imagine them not being one of the best two or three teams. Single elimination tournament, though, the odds go against it, but there's no reason to think their defense will be got, the best couple in the next few years. They've got that nucleus all under long-term contracts except for Russell Wilson, and he's not going anywhere. It's probably a lot harder to do it now than it was when the Bills were, rain, you know, absolutely raining points on people. But, like you said, they're halfway there. They, they're going to be there this season potentially. We'll have to see what happens after. Injuries. That could be. I mean, if Russell Wilson goes down, that could be a problem. Bottom line, we don't know. We <laughs> do not have all the. But answers. yeah, it's possible. Uh, this is from Michael Berry. Michael Berry, twelve, on Twitter. What chance three AFC East teams make the playoffs? Mark. Well, I, I think you that's I have a problem with that because outside of New England, you're hoping that the quarterback situation works out in New York and in Buffalo, and you're hoping that Ryan Tannehill can do more than find ways for the Dolphins to lose three games they should win each year. So, I, I mean, the AFC North did it last season, but that's with uh, with better football teams. I yeah, would say no. Answer I, the question. I'd say no. What chance? What is the chance? 20%. That three teams could make... That seems high. I'll go, I know it's go high, but twelve percent chance. I think those four teams are. I mean, the Patriots aren't improved, but the other three teams are among the most improved teams in the NFL. I'd go 30, 33, one three percent chance. I think there's a decent chance. I would be shocked if less than two made it. So I'm surprised th- to hear this from West, though, because you eliminate teams that don't have good quarterbacks right out of the gate, and you're looking at a Geno well, Smith and a Matt Castle-led football team or Tyrod Taylor. I'm looking at the rest of the AFC and. Who are the superpowers? I mean, I, I fully expect the Colts. I'd be more surprised if the Colts don't make the playoffs than any team in the NFL. I agree. Just because well, of the division they So they're, they're in. in. So they're in. I don't expect any other NFC to, AFC South team to win. The Bengals, I don't expect to be quite as strong because their de- defense, they didn't address pass rusher and Vontez. How's Burfick's that going, injury. by the way? Are you the Bengals, you may be reconciling. Anything new on that front? No, no. Okay. Uh, I, I – Probably one of those things where you know that there might still be feelings there, but it's a good idea not to hop back in bed with each other. I'm waiting for, like, a, in the office, like, casino night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we need that just, episode. It needs something needs to come together, the sparks. Marvin West takes moment. that Bengals folder and throws it over the side of the ship. Marvin Lewis randomly is at an NFL event and, t- and chats up West. Just <laughs> seems like a good guy. Hey, there was. That helps do it. You always got to look at the out-of-division schedule, though. And this looks pretty good for the AFC. So you get to play the AFC South this year. So if you can roll up some wins against the AFC South, and then you have the NFC East, uh, the NFC, which I would take. There's no superpower teams in the NFC East. That's a pretty nice-looking schedule. It's a good point about the lack of quarterbacks. I would expect they would be exposed in the first round of the playoffs. But. How about Wes and Katie Blackburn on a country co- tour, east to west coast, just driving back and forth, getting see to it. know each other? I can see it. How many She's people? Miss Daisy, and I'm Morgan Freeman. I don't know about that parallel. How many people listening do you think knows who Katie Blackburn is? Well, how about get on your computer and look it up? She has a husband phone. named Troy Blackburn. 
Uh, moving on, James Beatty at Beads89 asks, is the huddle, uh, which is our office commissary, if you don't know, a lot like a high school cafeteria where you can't sit with the jocks? Um, kind of. Well, we can't sit there anyway because we have to get back to our desks and right. work. Well, we're machines and we create content. But the question I'm assuming if Willie McGinnis or LaDainian Tomlinson or, you know, Heath Evans, whatever, are sitting having lunch, can you pull up a chair and eat your salad with one yeah, of these guys? Yeah, actually you could. Well, I've I, never seen it. You could. Yeah, it's but not, I never it's would. It's happening. But y- I wouldn't do it with anyone I don't know of. Yeah, I'd rather it's not. not because they're Willie McGinnis or Heath Evans. Those guys, if anything, they seem more, you know, because you all work together, it would seem like they would be pretty friendly about it, but why would you want to do that? I don't right, know. Right, I not really interested in anything they have to say. Well, they've never <laughs> been bad guys, but we I wouldn't go that. You nailed it, though. But no, the, the huddle in general, he's asking, is it a large cafeteria setting in general? It's a smaller room. It's more intimate. It's not well organized, and you wouldn't sit in there and eat lunch anyways. Um, it does bring to mind my biggest pet peeve uh, of the office uh, in terms of my fellow colleagues, not you guys. We tend to because we're on the same schedule, and the around the NFL guys have two uh, satellite workers, which is, of course, Kevin Patrick coming at you and the great Connor Orr in his Haunted Mansion. So we'll usually grab lunch together and bring it back. And without fail, <laughs> almost every single time, sometimes multiple times from our walk to the to the huddle and back, somebody will go, hey, you guys go everywhere together, don't you? It's, <laughs> Look it happen- at this crew. Look it at happen- this crew. It happened today three or four times, Wink, Greg, and Wes. We mentioned that it doesn't really bother us. Here comes trouble. <laughs> Wow, you guys spend a lot of time. Uh, you you can't get, go anywhere without each other. It really rankles you, though. Uh, it drives me crazy. You guys like, get a lot of, oh, there's, there they go, the oh, same team. There they, look, you guys always at the same spot. Well, Shut up. Today we heard Shut it. up. <laughs> what the, get out of my life. I think Mark made the point today. Doesn't it depend on who the person is who's saying it? No. Well, if it's someone I dis- well, dislike, and there are some people. trouble. It, it it rubs me especially the wrong right. way. If it's someone I, I do actually like as a person, it's just disappointing. I think the point <laughs> is we are let out of the office for maybe seven and a half minutes, and we typically all go together. It's the only time in the day that we'd You guys seem to somewhere. really want to sit down in the huddle. No one's stopping you from sitting down. What I about outside in the sunshine? Yeah. You know what's stopping us? Our year-end review. Stop. <laughs> yeah, the, huddle, the huddle's going to come up. One of the listeners to this podcast, also a high-level producer at the network, had a comment for us today. But I like it. He was more creative. He said we reminded him of the uh, channel whatever news team from Anchor- Anchor- Anchorman. Is he? Uh, is he as good people? At least, at least it was original. I do like Dick is a cow. All right. Richard is a cow. Sorry, buddy. Uh, this from – and this is actually a good point from Dr. George Claw at Mad Pick. Who will be the first coach to try and ice a kicker on a uh, 33-yard extra point? It that- could happen if you think about it. Why wouldn't it? It will. They do it, they do it on field goals from that. Well, system. Herm Edwards is no longer in the league, so that's out. <laughs> hey, coach, I feel like the genius might try it. Andy Reid. They should ban icing the kickers. Yes. Is that I that agree. hard? They're always talking about it, making the game faster and more enjoyable for fans. The icing the kickers is the dumbest thing that any coaches do. It, it just shows if, if multiple coaches do something, the rest of them will just start doing it just because. I don't have anything to add to that. Yeah. Uh, moving on. This from Score Center at Score Center uh, around the NFL. Can we expect a Delaware concept album about Deflategate and how it's emotionally crippled Greg? Um, of course, Delaware is Greg's 
goth emo group uh, from about the turn of the millennium in New England. <laughs> the turn of the millennium. You couldn't have messed that up more. <laughs> Why? What I mean, was it like not, I was in high school, first of all, so that would have been in the early 90s. I said Mid-90s. around the turn of the Mid-90s. millennium. Mid-90s. Which wasn't is all goth, relative. Wasn't it's 2,000 years. Wasn't a goth <laughs> band in any way. Emo. And uh, Deflategate, people want this to emotionally cripple me. It's not going to happen. I have some music that you could lay behind your lyrics, of course. <laughs> it's one of these. Greg has not been upset by Deflategate at all from what I from what I've I've been heard. more upset by it, and I'm not even I mean, I'm annoyed there. about it uh, that we have to cover it. That's the most annoying thing. There's a, cherubs just dropping grapes. Small page boys. You know what? Because <laughs> I've got perspective. I hear these clowns in Boston complaining about everything. You just won four Super Bowls with the greatest coach-quarterback combo ever. The doors of the throne room opening up. Golden bits showering down from the ceiling. (laughs) Multiple suns in the universe sky above. The suns actually have a human face (laughs) smiling down. Greg lives to 126. (laughs) So does the entire um, Patriots fan base go to the Entourage uh, opening weekend? Who is seeing Entourage? We had this conversation. Isn't this movie Shadowy gonna, League? Fi- is this movie is gonna, going to the opening night? Who? Who? Marvel. Is he really? going to a premiere? Well, then maybe event? I'll hold off. Well, on that's that's a, you go. Come, come out with it. I'll hold off. Hey, if you're an adult and you're going to Entourage, <laughs> something's a problem. You got a problem. <laughs> I mean, who who is asking for this movie? Who's gonna? Not a word on this. Who's answer. gonna see this movie? Well, probably some smart people from yeah, office. yeah. Probably yeah, smartest person. I think it's gonna room. bomb. I would like to predict if you know some sort of you know, we should have a sandwich on how this movie does. It's I, gonna make over thirty million, and I'd put a sandwich on it in the first weekend. weekend. Greg I, is I good with the that. box office. I would, that. I would never go against Greg in a box office prop. I'd do that. Well, I've beaten Greg in box box office props. He has it down to a science, though. Yeah, that's what he thinks. All right, Tom Bissett. We got time for a couple more. Does anyone think the Raiders have a chance of not being bottom of the division this season? Nope, no chance. Do they have a chance of getting out of the cellar? So they would have to beat the Chiefs or the Chargers most likely. I think it would have to be the Chiefs. I'd say no. I think they have a chance of pushing the ball past the 40-yard line this year. It's the NFL. They have a chance to come in third place. Injuries could change the the bottom of that. The chance there is that something goes really wrong with Kansas City and San Diego and they win three or four games. Or Derek Carr's good. If Derek Carr's good, they can win seven games if he makes a, a jump. Yeah. It's not yeah, crazy. It's not, it's not a crazy thing. Tyrod Taylor's their the defense, Bills can win the Super Bowl. Their defense had <laughs> some true. moments last year, and they looked better overall this year. It's not a terrible defense. It is a terrible offense, though, until they prove otherwise. All right. Uh, this from uh, Rohan Sharma at Mr. Rohan Sharma. Uh, I'll throw this one out to you guys. I don't really have a, a dog in this one. Which historical world leader is closest to you in personality? Anybody have somebody – that jumps out, TD. <laughs> to our own well. personality. Or, or to anyone else's. We could, what we his, could Which historical it. world leader is closest to you in personality? I go Greg and uh, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> uh, you were supposed to do your own. Oh. Your well, I don't know any <laughs> world leaders' personalities like, well enough. I like that Mark went at Greg first. I think that's I thought we were supposed to go I, around the rumors. I could see um, there's shades of uh, Harry Truman and Chris Wessling. You don't mm, even know that what that means. Sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Gumption. Give him hell, Harry. Drop, drop the bomb. Mm. I wouldn't drop the bomb. Listen, it's a strong take to drop the atomic bomb. <laughs> no connection whatsoever. TD, you got one for yourself? Historical, not quite. Fictional, I do, though. All right, let's hear it. Uh, President David Palmer. 
<laughs> I don't know that. Help me out. He's the president from 24. Yeah. He, he was oh. assassinated. He was shot in the throat. By the well, you, you mean personality-wise. I was, Spoiler yeah. alert. Sheesh. Oh, please. Sheesh. I was going to go. Oh, sorry, Sully. <laughs> Guy's still watching 24. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, want to know over. how it ends. Dan Hansis and Millard Fillmore. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'll have to look it up. How about uh, Mark Sessler and Angela Merkel? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Who's Angela Merkel? The Chancellor of Germany. That was uh, Tony Danza's maid, and who's the boss? Yeah, I don't. That's <laughs> Dan. That's that's Greg attempting to come back with a quasi Margaret Thatcher. No, I, I had know. that one picked out. That was going to be my own choice for myself. It really, meant, it meant nothing. I don't have no know anything. I don't know. If you uh, don't hang out with fictional characters. It would be easy. Um, finally, this is from Indy Sarah, one of our favorites, Sarah Peters. I'm guessing if they presented with ten songs. And asked whether they're from Jock Jams or not, Dan Hansis would win. Uh, we might have to do a competition, but actually, you know what? I don't know if I would know any Jock Jams songs. I, they were all kind of the same. Ugh, hated it was I hated I mean, I know some from the commercial campaign that was relentless. I had a, a, a longtime friend, still a friend, but in college he used to, before we went out at night, he would take his boombox into the shower and put this Jock Jam CD in the boombox, play it loud, take like a 30-minute shower, and then shave his entire body. True story. A friend. All right, it's been a great show. He just took out his lipstick and crossed out people to kill today on the side of his wall. There's a party up in here. Wahoo! <laughs> Sarah's little is? girl. There yeah. you go. There nice. you go. All right, so that's it. That's what's in the mailbag. And thank you for everyone who uh, took part. D- did you ever, when he got out, you were ever like, hey, man. Um, what's up with that 30-minute shower where you listen to Jock Jams and shave your whole body? <laughs> yeah, that's all we ever... that's pretty good. We talked about it all the time. It just was a like, general question. It was like the most famous thing about him amongst, like, the big group of friends. Was that... It's probably still the most famous thing about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude love. Good man. Um, all right. All right. Fair enough. All right. That's it. Hey, TD. What's happening? Do we get you any more before Nigeria? This is it, guys. Oh. This is the last me on the show for another two, three weeks and mm. uh, last podcast MVP. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. Good luck to your sister, by the way. Oh, thank you. Very Ooh, nice. nice play, Mark. Mark <laughs> trying to get that vote. Last one. Wow. Stuff in the box. <laughs> Mark looking for that elusive first MVP. I love realness. And uh, Chris Weston kept it real with her story oh, about please. the lady. And, uh, <laughs> you know I what? love how pissed off Mark is. No, it's just absurd because it's already cooked. It's in the books. Before. You don't even care what happens during the show. You admit you're not even listening. So you already know you're going to pick someone to agitate everyone else. And you'll keep uh, once in a while picking Dan so that it stays a segment. Everything you said is true. All, all I'm saying is everyone's won it except one person so far. Oh, yeah, and anyone, wow. anyone with a mind listening to the show knows that the books are cooked I'm on this. She's right. All right. Congratulations, Wes. Thank you. I'm going to put that on the mantle. Um, all right. And um, thank you, Kevin Danger. Did he enjoy the show? All right, good. Kevin Danger and I are going to go play Frisbee now. Uh, we will be back next week with two shows. Sully behind the glass is a rumor, and we're, gonna, we're looking forward to that. So Dan Hans is signing off for The Sizzler, The Mailman, The Boss, Tay D and Sully, and Kevin Danger behind the glass. Until next week. Because a year from now, 
when you're kicking it in the Caribbean, you're going to say to yourself, Marcellus Wallace was right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.